What's up? It's Jordan, and I almost went into my YouTube intro. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is Jordan. Welcome to Am I Am I Toxic? Maybe. Um, welcome to This Is Toxic. Wow, it's been a day. Um, I want to first apologize for any audio discrepancies. I haven't recorded in quite a minute with this equipment, and it was being a little finicky. And also, if you pick up on any background music, that is my downstairs neighbor. Um, he is incredibly disrespectful and likes to play super loud music. And I'm hoping it doesn't pick up on here, but if you hear some like weird jazz music or some Nora Jones, that's what it is. So um, if you want to hear more about him, you can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Gabrielle's, but I'm assuming that's actually probably how you got here anyway. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast. Like I said, my name is Jordan. This first episode, I'm going to go into a little bit of content, but I'm basically going to be telling you what this podcast is about, a little bit about me, what to expect. Um, I had a podcast called Am I Crazy? And to be honest, this is going to be pretty much on the same level. Um, I'm just uploading this to the same podcast space. So the three former Am I Crazy episodes are still available. Um, I just changed the name of the podcast to kind of circle in um, more of exactly what we're going to be talking about on here, um, and that's obviously toxicity and how to overcome toxicity. And when I talk about that, I mean like toxic friends, toxic work environments, toxic relationships, and that, I mean, like I said, that can be friendships, that can be with your boyfriend, that can be with your husband, that could be with your family, all that kind of stuff, toxic mentalities things like that. But the thing that's going to be different about this podcast is a lot of the time I'm going to be tying it back to, um, like things that we can learn from, sorry, I zoned out. I can hear the guy's music and it's really pissing me off, but I'm going to stay strong. Anyway, as I was saying, I am going to relate everything back to reality TV. So if you don't watch a lot of reality TV, uh, will you be able to relate to this podcast? Absolutely. Will you care about the recaps? No, but the content is going to be interesting. And I know that we have a lot of um, Bravo addicts out there and Kardashian addicts. And that's pretty much what I'm going to be focusing on, to be honest. I mean, I watch everything. I watch Love is Blind, What a Mess. Um, I watch Too Hot to Handle. That I had to have like three margaritas every time I watched it. <laughs> it's a mess. Um, and I tried to watch Love Island, but I'm also obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. Um, and right now, 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days is on, and it's a hot-ass motherfucking mess. Um, if you're on social media you at all, you've seen, like, Big Ed and all that stuff. So you kind of know what's going on there. Um, so we'll probably bring that back into it, but I just started watching it today because I'm super behind, and I have to buy the episodes. So, yes. We're going to be talking a lot about reality TV, real life how to survive things, you know, um, that kind of thing. So if that's your jam, go ahead and subscribe. Um, and I guess iTunes is where the, probably the only place it's going to be available right now. I'm going to try to work on Spotify. I just have to figure out how to do that. I'm sure it's easy. Um, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm technologically challenged sometimes and even recording this and getting it up right now is a feat. Also, another thing to worry about, if you hear that in the background right now, that tick, 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 that is my dog. Um, I have two dogs and they like to get up and move around while I record. Um, Chuck is going into the closet to lay down, so I'm assuming he's probably done for the day, so hopefully he won't move anymore. Anyway, yes, I'm really hoping 
that the microphone isn't picking up this music as loud as it is in my ear right now. But if it is, like I said, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a professional recording equipment or recording studio. Um, so this is in my apartment and that's my reality. This is what I live with every single fucking day. And um, I hate him, but it's fine. So yeah, as I was saying, uh, my name is Jordan. This is a podcast about toxicity, real life, um, overcoming struggles, and we're gonna be sort of rolling it back to reality TV a lot. Like I said, I'm addicted to Bravo, The Kardashians, and 90 Day Fiance, so we gonna be talking about that a lot, okay? Um, so I kind of want to jump in to our first episode, to be honest with you. Um, this episode might be a little short, I don't know, to be honest, there's an airplane right now, <laughs> It's lit. Welcome to my super unprofessional podcast. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm also not gonna edit this first one at all. Um, so you get what you get, okay? You're welcome. Welcome to it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna jump straight into our first episode. And I wanted to talk about boundaries for our first episode, just because I felt like that would be a really good place to start. And I saw a lot of uh, good material. So yeah, I'm going to start um, with like, what do we do when a friend disrespects our boundaries, right? And setting boundaries is something that I had to work really hard on. And I still have to work hard on today. I've honestly gotten a lot better at it. I used to be really bad at boundaries. Um, now we're just w working on codependency. But um, setting boundaries and sticking to them. Um, and it can be really difficult because people don't always understand your boundaries, but what you also have to understand is it's not your responsibility to understand other people's boundaries. It's just your responsibility to respect them. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't respect those boundaries, then maybe that friendship or that relationship just won't work and just shouldn't be something that you have in your life. So and vice versa, if you have a boundary and someone in your life doesn't understand your boundary and just can't respect it, then maybe you should reevaluate being in that relationship or having that person in your life at all. So um, I'm going to talk about <laughs> the Real Housewives, okay? Um, so I'm going to actually start with um, Beverly Hills. So right now we actually have a lot going on, which is freaking fantastic because Vanderpump Rules is on, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is on, Real Housewives of New York is on. Um, Keeping Up With Kardashians is on. So like, we've got a lot of material that we can pull from um, if you watch reality TV. So I'm gonna pull from my least favorite that's on right now, which is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, because to be honest, this last episode, there wasn't a lot that I could take from it in order to make this podcast. Um, but something I did see was kind of like a not to do. Um, and that's how Teddy invited everybody to her retreat but then was like, but I don't care if you come. <laughs> like, the, the, <laughs> I feel a lot like Countess Luann when I'm like, that's not good etiquette, but it, if you want to invite your friends to something, um, don't follow up immediately with, I don't care if you come though. Like girl, first of all, I wasn't going to come anyway because she left it as an open invitation, right? She's like, if you want to come, you can come, don't feel obligated. And then immediately was like, but my feelings aren't going to be hurt. Like, okay, well clearly they are. Cause otherwise you wouldn't have put that in there unless you're just like a complete weirdo, which like Teddy's not my favorite person in the world. So maybe she's just a complete weirdo. I don't really know. I'm making my font bigger so that I can read it because right now I'm squinty McSquinterson. 
Um, but yeah, so like now I'm definitely not coming because <laughs> if you don't even care that I'm going to be there, like I'm not going to, first of all, I am the type of friend that I like to be invited to everything. Like if I don't get invited to something, sometimes I'm feeling genuinely get hurt, which doesn't make any sense because I'm probably not going to go. Right. <laughs> and eventually you get to the point where you're like, why am I going to keep inviting this person if they're not going to come? Right. And I get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like I get it, but I am that friend. I like to be invited, but I'm probably not going to come anyway, but I definitely am not going to come. If you invite me somewhere and then you're like, but I don't care if you come. What? Like there's a different way to say that instead you should be like, Hey, I'm having this get together. If you would come, that would be great. If you can't, don't worry about it. Boom. Done. Like, but don't be like, I actually don't care if you come because then even later Sutton was like, well, if you don't give a shit, then why am I coming? Cause I was going to come. <laughs> and it's like, listen, transparency is hard for a lot of people. But that to me was just like, what do you even do in that situation? But I will hand it to a, di a certain situation where we can take it and look at it and be like, that was a good way that she handled things. Um, the way that on their way to, I think it was Sutton's like store opening or something. I, this shows you how much attention I was playing to uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, Lisa Renner was like, hey, I just want to, you know, let you know, like I was being kind of sassy and I gave you a hard time the other night when you were talking about your retreat. And they flashed to like when Lisa was like, I'm not going to go. Like if I don't have to go, no one has fun at a retreat, honey, you know, like in Lisa's way. And she's like fully transparent about that. And I liked that. And I wish that more people could be like that, including myself, because listen, I wish I could be like a Nene Leakes and just be like, I said what I said, but sometimes you don't want to admit that you said shit. Like, you know, you don't it's like it. And that's just reality. And like, I try really hard to be transparent a lot of the times, but sometimes like you just got that word vomit and like you just say some shit and then it just comes back to bite you in the ass and you're like, fuck. So I liked what she did in order to like get ahead of it. I, I thought that that was good. Okay, I thought that that was good. So we're gonna like breeze past Beverly Hills. I just wanted to include it because I did like that. Like you can come, but don't, you don't, if you don't, I don't care. Like wait. And I thought it was important enough to be like, Hey, don't do that. But I, I know that enough people that I know are like cerebral enough to understand that that's fucking rude. So <laughs> none of y'all would do it, but like, can we, do you know anybody that's done something like that? I feel like I know people that have done that. Like, I don't care if you come like, oh, okay. I ain't gonna come then. <laughs> I was going to sit at home by myself watching horror movies anyway. And now I have a freaking chance. I mean, uh, opportunity excuse excuse is the word I'm looking for to not put pants on so we're gonna move on to um real houses in New York City because this is where we can really talk about um friends that don't respect your boundaries and we're gonna end with Vanderpump rules because holy shit if we can learn anything about boundaries and friends that disrespect your boundaries and when to let a friendship go <laughs> it's from Vanderpump rules this season um so yeah um real houses of New York we had a Obviously, Ramona had everybody at her um, at her house, and they're having a big party, and things go a little awry. Like, in the last episode, things were already a little like, what's going on? But in this episode, like, a vibrator ended up in the chicken, tiki torches got thrown everywhere, bitches were naked, like, screaming, like... It was a whole hot ass mess. Like, yes, in the last episode, Sonia, uh, yes, in the last episode, Sonia screamed, I don't shave my pussy. 
in a stranger's house. And like, just when I thought that it couldn't get any messier, like it did. So, <laughs> um, yeah, holy motherfucking train wreck. Sonia is yikes. Somebody's got to come get her. Somebody come get her. She dancing like a creeper. But for like, somebody needs to come get her because she, somebody's going to take the bottle away from this girl. Like, are we ever going to let the Morgan thing go? Like, honey, girl, what do we do when we have friends that won't let things go? Oh my God. I had a friend like that. Have y'all ever had a friend like that? that like just like won't let like one thing go like maybe like a relationship you know or like a, a situationship because a lot of the times I feel like people can let relationships go but bitches cannot let situationships go because they don't play their play off their course they just kind of end and they're not like they never had like the closure and all that stuff they just kind of like you know that was the noise of something ending like weirdly um so they hold on to these situationships I had a friend that did that and I, I don't want to like blast it on here because I don't know why she would listen to my podcast because we don't really talk anymore. <laughs> but like just knowing fucking me, like, hi, um, I did a podcast a year ago, almost two years ago now. And my ex-boyfriend who borderline stalks me texted me and was like, keep your narrative to yourself. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like these people. So you never know who's watching your shit. Okay, but anyway, back to friends not letting shit go. Yeah, she she wouldn't let go of this like situation shit. And I finally had to just be like, I don't understand why this is bothering you so much. And she got mad at me and we didn't talk for a little while. So, which seems like a fucking trend because we're not talking now. But anyway, um, <laughs> back to Real Housewives of New York City or New York, not even, you know, you, you know. Um, so yeah, Sonia won't let the Morgan thing go. And I'm just like, okay, we've all been there with these bitches. We've all been there. We all have a friend that's done that. And then they start arguing about like being a trophy wife, <laughs> like, and they get mad and they're like, I wasn't a trophy wife. I worked. I blah, blah, blah. And then Tinsley was like, I wasn't a trophy wife. We were high school sweethearts. And I was like, are we, are we fighting over being a house, like a trophy wife? Like, bitch, sign me the fuck up. Like, <laughs> Yes. I love to have projects and I love to work, but honestly, do I like to work? Not really. Like I'm talking about like nine to five corporate America jobs. Like no, I don't. I don't like to work. I don't, <laughs> I am not made for corporate America. It is not something that is in my blood. It's not something that I'm like, I'm going to wake up every morning. I'm going to get in a suit and then I'm going to do everything I can to be a part of my company. And it's going to be great, which I probably should be. And I hope that no one I work for is listening to this because they're going to be like true, but like, <laughs> it's just never really been my thing, but they're, they're arguing about being a trophy wife. And I'm just like, listen, Sitting at the pool and drinking martinis all day and going to the gym does not sound like a bad deal. So like, I don't understand why there's a stigma behind being a trophy wife. There's another plane going around. Can you hear it? Can you hear the plane? Can you hear it? Can you, can you hear it? Probably. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that didn't make any motherfucking sense to me. Also, um, Luann recap real quick, right? So this is where we can finally start getting into like boundaries with friends. I'm going to move. So if you hear my legs moving, oh yeah, you definitely heard the bed move. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, so we're going to do a Luann recap, like I was saying, and this can kind of borderline on like what to do when your friends cross your boundaries, even if you think that their boundaries are ridiculous, which like, 
this is a little ridiculous, but like if you watch Real, <laughs> Real Housewives of New York, you know that Luann is very eccentric and she has this thing about rooms um, when they go on vacations, like a couple seasons ago, or was it last season? I, they all run together after a while. Um, Dorinda put her in this room called the fish room. It's where it's got a bunch of like, I don't know if they're like stuffed fish or like if you can even stuff a fish, but they got a bunch of fish on the walls. Okay. And like sharks and stuff. And they called it the fish room. And Luann was like offended girl. She was pissed. Like she was mad as hell. Right. Not really understanding it, but whatever. She was pissed off. And then Ramona, so like Luann's sober, right? That's probably pretty important. Luann's sober. She went to jail, blah, 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 blah. Um, she's out. She's a recovering alcoholic, all this stuff. Um, which sounds like a disaster when you're going on a long weekend with your girlfriends to like, where they're all going to get fucked up, which they did that night. Um, but Ramona puts her at the lower level, like in the basement kind of area, which I know kind of sounds like very like American Horror Story. But in this situation, it's like a nice renovated downstairs you know, bonus kind of area. Like she's got her own TV. She's got her own big couch. I don't remember if there was a refrigerator down there. Um, I guess I could rewatch it and look, but I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So she puts her downstairs and Luann's like, I feel disrespected. And I just feel like nobody takes me seriously and nobody respects me. And so she writes her like this long text message and it's like, good night from the lower level and like leaves, right? And Dorinda, for the voice of reason for like once, cause she's wild as well. She's a Sagittarius, hey girl, Sag life. She's like, look Ramona, like you need to apologize, right? Like just, we know that it's kind of ridiculous, but you need to apologize. Cause obviously she feels disrespected, blah, blah, blah. So Ramona apologizes, Luann come, and Luann comes back to the house after, you know, being upset about the basement. So in this situation, like, what do we do? You know, if we're, if, like I said, if we're crossing a friend's boundaries, you might act, you might not even know that there's really a boundary there because I don't think that they knew. I don't know. That's hard to argue. Like, obviously when you have a friend that's kind of volatile like that, you never really know what's going to set them off. But I don't think anybody really anticipated that the room was going to set her off that much, but they still apologized. They were still like, okay, I'm sorry, you know, like come back, we'll do anything to make you happy, kind of things like that. So sometimes we just have to understand that maybe our friend is overreacting and coming from like a different place. And maybe like they didn't establish that boundary and we didn't even know that boundary existed, but you can still respect it. You know what I mean? Like you can apologize for it. Just say, hey, I didn't realize this was a boundary. You know, I apologize. Um, but this kind of goes back to being transparent, which is what I was talking before with the Beverly Hills. It's like, if everybody just was more transparent about what they needed and what they wanted and what they said, this wouldn't be a problem. But yes, if you, if you cross a boundary like that on accident, just apologize like she did. Um, but to be honest, <laughs> then later in the episode, all the bitches get drunk except for Luann and they trash Ramona's house. Like they trash it. Like what's the new girl's name? Fuck. I can't remember, but the new girl, <laughs> um, gets mad at the torches for some of the tiki torches for some reason. And because Ramona has tiki torches around her pool and she pulls all the tiki torches out and like throws them in the pool and like throws them around the yard. And like, there's like, like I said, there's a vibrator in the chicken, which like, I don't remember how they got there. And there's dirty dishes everywhere. And Ramona just comes back the next morning and she's just like, oh my God, like, oh my God, what the fuck? And gets all pissed off. And like, I, 
here's the thing. That that's a boundary that you don't even need to set. Like there's a difference between like getting drunk and you know getting somebody's house dirty and like literally picking up tiki torches and throwing them around. Now, do we know that these girls are a hot mess? Yes. Do we watch Real Housewives of New York of New York because they're a hot mess? Yes. But can we learn from this? Absolutely. One, we can learn that we don't need to drink that much. <laughs> know your liquor tolerance, but also we can learn about boundaries. We can be like, hey, mm, maybe how do I how do I approach a situation if someone's trashed my house? Well, obviously everyone's gonna go crazy. Um, as would I, to be honest. Um, and the way that you would handle I would handle this is to just be like, hey, everybody get up. I, I understand that you guys had fun last night, but like you've trashed my house and I need you, I need you to pick it up. I need you to clean it up. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's go. Not like when they first got there. So like last, not this past episode, but the one before they just got into the house, I think. And <laughs> Ramona was like, okay, well everyone clear the table. And like Tinsley and the new girl, like cleared the table and Ramona just sat there. She's like, I'm not doing anything. Like that's fucking weird. But like, if someone's going to come to your house and disrespect your space like that, no girl, that's a boundary you don't even need to set. And at that point you need to look at your friends and be like, listen, bitches, clean this shit. And if they don't understand that, maybe they don't need to be your friends because if any of my friends ever did that, I would be so confused. I would just be like, first, who... Why are like that's exactly how it be like no no sentences just like just like half did you hear my dog sigh <laughs> she's over it um, but yeah that was a hot ass mess um, that <laughs> if someone trashes your house you gotta talk to them okay and be like pick it the fuck up pick it up and if they don't pick it up you just don't invite them over anymore you just like okay I see you. Goodbye, friend. Um, so that was Real Housewives of New York City. Obviously, like, that's... Why do I keep saying New York City? That was Real Housewives of New York. That's obviously, like, where it ended. There are people, like, outside my window having a party. I don't understand. It's the parking lot. Oh, one of my dogs got up. You're gonna hear a, a, a click, click, click. Um, oh, she shook her head. But um, we're gonna move on to Vanderpump Rules because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, a lot that we can kind of take from it because this is about boundaries. And boy, I feel like this entire season has been about boundaries, to be honest, and like toxic friendships. Because obviously Katie and Stassi and Kristen's friendship is like just deteriorating. Um, Lala and James are reconnecting after their toxic relationship, which is great because it shows you like how to rebuild after a toxic relationship. Do I think that their sobriety brought them together? Probably, but it's still like a really valuable lesson that we can all learn. So obviously... Stassi and Katie and Kristen have this wine party, right? And they're all working together and they're all launching this line, this line, this wine. Um, and so they go to this party. And when they first get there, obviously, um, Kristen is the only one that's setting up, which I noticed, which I was kind of like, okay, that would get on my nerves. I get it. But I mean, Stassi's already voc like vocalized that she doesn't really want to be a part of it anymore. Do you still need to work? Absolutely. Do I understand Kristen's frustration around that? Yes. Did I also only see like 30 seconds that was edited. Yeah. So like, we don't know, maybe, maybe everyone else is helping who knows. But, um, so 
they get to the they get to the party, and obviously Kristen confronts Bo. So Bo is Stassi's boyfriend, and this is kind of where we get into like breakups and like friends, and it's messy because there there's no rule book to friendships and breakups. So like it's kind of like if you have a friend if you have friends right, and like you and your boyfriend, or you and your husband if you're married. I don't know. I don't know about that life. Um, have friends right, and then they get divorced. But you guys, like, used to go out with them and all this stuff all the time. Like, there is no, like, whose side do you choose? What do you do here? <clears throat> kind of thing. And so, obviously, Bo met Stassi through Kristen. So he's feeling really conflicted because it's like, okay, I had this friendship with this person for years outside of our relationship. So, obviously, I still want to be friends with them, even though you guys are beefing. But you're my number one priority. Which is really hard to understand. I, I get it. Like, for some reason, we feel like when we're in a relationship or even when we have friends, like I have friends like this and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, unless someone killed someone, like, or did something really fucked up, like, I'm not going to hate that person just because you hate that person. You know, they're like, well, she's a bitch and I don't like her. So you need to not, not like her. Like, no, honey, that's not the way that like life works. There are people that my friends like that I'm genuinely like, why about <laughs> but I'm like you do you whatever I don't want to hang out with them but like I guess they can still live um so yeah Bo met Stassi through Kristen and so they're at the wine party and Kristen approaches Bo right let's all let's all acknowledge that fact Kristen approaches Bo and she's like talking about him about um she's like basically saying like oh you're not allowed to have friends if Stassi doesn't like them and he's just like you know I don't I just don't want to upset her anymore and she's like oh so you're afraid of her kind of thing and it's like this isn't appropriate like at a wine party which is hilarious because when Stassi comes up she's like is there a problem like with and he and Kristen's like can I just talk to my friend and Stassi's like my boyfriend and Kristen goes this is inappropriate for a wine party and walks off but like it's bitch you started it and we all know but I'm not a fan of Kristen Doty, okay? I never have been. I think she's batshit motherfucking crazy. I've never met her before. Maybe she's a lovely human being. But, like, everything that I see of her in the show, like, I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm over her. I'm ready for her, Jackson, Brittany, to get fired. Like, I just, like, I don't want to see it anymore. It's over. It's tired. It's overplayed. Like, let's move on, right? So what can we learn <clears throat> through from this situation? Well, first of all, we can learn not to cause scenes at events, but if they weren't if they weren't causing scenes, like would we watch the show? No. So like whatever. Do I think that Stassi was completely justified in her feelings? Absolutely. Because here's the thing, talking about boundaries. In season what, two? Is it season two or season one? In the earlier seasons, Stassi's dating Jax and they break up. And Kristen sleeps with him and then lies about it for like an entire year. Saucy loses a bunch of friends. And yeah, so Saucy slept with her ex-boyfriend. Kristen slept with Saucy's ex-boyfriend, right? Fucked up. And lies about it. Saucy loses a bunch of friends, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow like years later, Saucy's able to forgive Kristen, which I was like, could never. But whatever. Some people are like that. They can, you know, move on and forget. So Stassi's like, this is giving me PTSD. Like, this is giving me PTSD from, like, whenever Kristen was lying about Jax. And, like, I don't I don't like her, like, weird type of relationship with Bo. And that makes sense to me. Like, when a friendship is broken, 
or when a relationship is broken in general, you really have to make sure that you've worked through all of the things that broke up your friendship or relationship in the first place. Because if you don't, that shit's going to linger and it's still going to be under the surface. Like I know girls that are like, yeah, we hated each other for three years, but now we're friends again. I'm like, what did you ever talk about? No, I'm like, well, that shit's going to come back up. Like as much as you think that it's not, it is like, it's a a friendship is just like a relationship. Like, would you want to get back together with an ex-boyfriend that cheated on you? But you just like, you're like, oh, let's just like not talk about the cheating. Like, we're just going to brush through it. What the fuck? No, like you need to work through the problem. So like I said, was Stassi justified? 100%. Was Kristen justified? No, she wasn't. It it, It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So what do we do when a friend oversteps our boundaries? I can't say that like Stassi's delivery was amazing or anything, but like, how are we supposed to conduct ourselves when we're drunk? which I'm not, I guess I'm making an assumption. I don't know if she's drunk, but we're at a wine party. So we're drinking, you know, we're so emotional. So like something that you need to work on that I've been working on a lot and that we all need to work on is not being so reactive, not making, not doing actions off of emotions because uh, emotions aren't logical. And so like a lot of the times if I'm feeling really angry or something, first of all, I have somebody that I can vent to. Um, I have like friends that I know that I can text and vent to. Or, but then I'll like, I'll just, I'll let myself feel my emotions. I'll cry. I'll do whatever. I'll act like a psycho to myself and then I'll let the emotion pass and I'll be like, okay, what can I, how can I process this and how can I act now? And that's kind of how we need to operate. Ideally. I don't know if you can hear that person outside my window, but somebody out there, um, that's how we need to operate ideally in these kind of situations in all situations, because, First of all, when it gets to this bad of a point, this is just a relationship that you need to let die. And Stassi and Katie are trying to make this relationship die. And to be honest, like everyone's like, oh, it's just so sad. But like, if Kristen wasn't a friend, if Kristen was a man and wasn't a female and wouldn't like let go of their relationship, we would be like, he's a stalker. He's crazy. He just needs to let it go. But since she's a woman and it's a friendship, it's like, oh, well, you guys just need to be nice. It's like, no, guys, it's the same shit. Like, it's all-encompassing. <laughs> like, it's it's sad, it sucks, but, like, maybe if you don't hold on that hard, if you have to hold on that hard to a friendship, and I had to tell myself this, too, because I've had to let go of friendships. And just because you let go and grow apart doesn't mean that you don't still have love for that person, but, like, you're just not as close, right? But when you really have to hold on to a relationship like that, it doesn't need to be around anymore and it doesn't need to exist. It's just like, just let it go. And maybe later, you know, we can revisit it and it can be great and it can work. But like, oh child, if you got to hold on, you got to try that hard. Like, haven't you ever like really tried to like somebody? Like I remember I used to work with this girl (laughs) at the, when I worked at a bar and man, I really wanted to like her. Like I really, really, really wanted to like her. And a lot of people that I worked with liked her, except for like a couple girls, they were like, yeah, she sucks. I was like, yeah, no. And she only worked with us, I think one football season. And I just didn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't force myself to like her. And I was like, is it me? Am I, do I not like her? Cause she's pretty. Like I've never experienced that before, but like maybe, I don't know what's going on. And then I was like, no, Jordan, she sucks. Like you don't like her because she kind of sucks. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea. You know, and I kind of just had to let go that friendship go. And I had to be like, look, if I have to work this hard to like somebody or work this hard to make a friendship work, it just 
doesn't need to be present in your life. So that's how we can let it like move on from that. I want two more points I want to talk about real quick that do have to do with boundaries. Um, so with real friendships, um, this one's kind of like Sheena and Dana, right? So what do we do in this situation when a friend oversteps their boundaries? I think that Dana handled this really, really well. Um, if you didn't watch or you don't watch, let's just kind of imagine, right? So Dana's mom died, right? Super sad. She's, it was like her best friend, whatever. She just, she had just had a, she had just had a birthday. And so it was really hard for her. And Sheena came over and her and Sheena like already like, <laughs> not not working out like their friendship is brand new they're like trying to make a friendship but like it's it's one of those like not easy like i was just talking about those friendships that are not very easy okay um and sheena comes over and she's like well you know i just want to let you know that for your birthday i like set up this medium so you can talk to your mom and dana was like what and she was like, yeah, you know, if you want to, like, obviously I wouldn't tell the medium to come here. Um, you know, and I said, I wanted to talk to you first, but yeah, like, this is something that I wanted to do for you. And Dana was just like, yeah, this is a lot. Like, I don't feel comfortable with it, comfortable with this. Like, thank you, but no, basically. And, um, so she gets up to leave <laughs> and Dana hears her talking outside and she's talking to the fucking medium. So she lied. She did tell a medium her address. And she's like, no, I didn't. I just told her what apartment complex it is. Bitch, okay. So she might be, she was like, am I she that good? Like, I don't know. So Dana's like, what the fuck? Like, uh, you literally you lied to me first. You're like, obviously crossing this boundary that I didn't even know I needed to set. And sometimes you don't need, sometimes you assume that your boundary is obvious. And sometimes, like, listen, this is gonna sound rude, but people are dumb. Like, <laughs> sometimes people, like, what's a boundary to you? And, like, what's crossing a line to you? It might not be crossing a line to somebody else. You know what I mean? It might not be you know, crazy to somebody else. And obviously, that's kind of what we're experiencing here. Because Sheena was like, well, I would have loved, you know, if somebody would do that. And it's like, it, you guys aren't on that level. I would never do that. I have friends that have lost their parents. I... <sighs> It makes me so, like, I'm cringing. Like, it, it makes me so uncomfortable to even think about it. Like, hey, for your birthday, I um, set up this talk with a meet. They'd be like, are you fucking out of your minds? Like, just to spring it. Like, we've never talked about this before. I'm just going to spring it on you. They're at your house. The cameras are here. We're filming. <laughs> do you want to do this? Like, this isn't Long Island Medium. No, like, we are not on the ID channel. Like, this is not Ghost Adventures. Like, we are not in here trying to make this be a thing. Mm -mm. So, but, um, I actually thought that Dana handled that really well. Um, she just reinforced her boundaries, you know, and she had a nice, calm, collected, civilized conversation. I guess she was getting some hate with people saying that she like, wasn't appreciative. And it's like, what? Like that just shows you that no matter what you do, you're going to get hate. Um, but yeah, I think that she handled it super well. And I think that the way that, um, she just reinstated her boundaries and stood her ground with kindness is really just kind of the way that you need to approach that kind of situation. Like, it's not like a blatant, like you're overstepping a boundary, clearly like the girl's trashing room on his house or Kristen talking to Bo, you know, this is like a, like maybe she didn't realize that she was crossing a boundary kind of thing. Cause you know, she don't like, she means well, but she like not, I know she like went to college, she did really well, but like she's like not the most emotionally intelligent person in the world. So like maybe she just didn't think. <laughs> but yeah, handled it super well. 
that's kind of how you have to deal with people like that, I think. You just got to, like, spoon feed it to them. Like, this is a boundary. Don't cross it. Thank you so much. And move on. So the last point that I want to talk about from Vanderpump Rules is Danica, Brett, and Dana, right? Uh, yeah, because this is kind of like, I kind of want to talk about this in my next episode, maybe like, what do you do whenever you're dating somebody that your friends don't like, kind of thing? Like, yeah, we'll see if anything happens. If I can talk about that, like with other episodes. But anyway, (laughs) Danica, Brett and Dana. So obviously, Dana and Brett like made out or whatever. And Brett's thirsty ass was like, I'm gonna I want to take Dana out on a date. (sighs) And Danica, like the voice of motherfucking reason, love her. She's the greatest new addition. She was like, listen, I just think that Brett's kind of thirsty. I think that you can do better. I think you deserve better than Brett. And like, it is what it is. And so Dana goes and tells Brett what he said, what Danica said. And Brett was like, I just think that that's so ridiculous. Like I'm the type of guy that girls like usually want to set up their friends with because they know I'm a good guy. Okay. Let's talk about like fake good guys real quick. Can we do that? I'm not saying like, I know Brett. (laughs) Okay. I don't know him, but what I do know is the behavior that he's exhibiting on these shows. And what I do know is the fact that almost every single episode, he feels the need to bring up his ex-girlfriend Carly and shade her on national television. And also that he's dated like three girls that work at Sir already. Three. So was Danica wrong to call him thirsty? No. Like he literally hooked up with Sheena and then he, and then told America that she was a bad kisser. Like what the fuck was that? Cringy. And then he took Charlie on a date, which was a disaster. Like he's vegan. She has never had an avocado. Like it wasn't gonna work. Right. (laughs) What is those? What do those things have to do with each other? I don't know. But And then he was like, oh, I want to, I kind of want to date Dana after Dana had just hooked up with Max, who also worked, well, he works at TomTom. And is like, Brett's really good friend. Like, yeah, if you don't watch these shows, you're like, what the fuck are these people doing? Exactly. That's why you need to watch. It's a hot ass mess. So Danica's obviously like, look, I think that Brett's thirsty and I think that you can do better. So do we all, Dana and Danica. So do we all. So, um... Yeah, Brett confronts her. Uh, they all go to a club. And Brett takes Danica outside. And he's like, look, I like, I don't know why you said this, blah, blah. And Danica just stood her ground. She was like, I mean, I think that, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I just think about Dana having sex with Max. And then I think about Dana having sex with you. And it's weird. And then <laughs> Brett's like, I don't know, like where I'm from, like if you and your friend have sex with the same same girl, like it's fine. It's no big deal. And they're like, where are you from? And he goes, Jersey. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, there is no bro code. Guys, I think there's a bro code are stupid. Either that or like y'all are really good guys. But like, I need everybody to understand that there is no bro code. There really isn't. I almost don't feel like there's a girl code either. Like, cause girls be breaking that shit all the time. I think that people are just evil. Um, (laughs) But yeah so what do we do in this situation like was danica wrong i don't think so did brett handle this better than i thought he would yeah i mean they had a conversation it was a very adult conversation i was shocked because he doesn't seem that transparent or mature um but you know i think the only thing that we can learn from this is sometimes you gotta let your friend do your do their thing you know like sometimes it can be hard as hell. Like you're watching him and you're just like, that dude sucks. 
And he does. But, you know, you just gotta let your friends do their thing. And if you have, if you're dating somebody and your friends don't like them, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those things where I've been in that situation before and they were doing it for a reason. Like, he sucked. He was the worst. He was terrible. He was mean. We'll get into that later. But, like, I would just kind of, again, maybe tell your friends, like, this is my boundary. If you can't respect it and you can't respect him, then, like, maybe we can't be around each other, which seems, like, really dramatic. But, first of all, I would take a close look at, like, him. Maybe try to understand, like, why your friends are saying this, because maybe he does suck. Maybe he just don't know he sucks. Because a lot of the times your friends aren't wrong. There are times when they are, okay? But your friends remember at the end of the day, most of the time, just want you to be happy and just want, like, what's best for you. So if, like, a bunch of them are telling you that this dude is wrong, then, like, he probably is. And, like, if Danica's like, hey, I think he's thirsty, like, he is. America thinks he's thirsty. Like... (laughs) He's ran through three girls at Sir and he hasn't even worked there for a year. Like, when I worked at a restaurant... (laughs) I mean, that's, like, the culture, kind of. But, like... No. (laughs) It's not cute. It's not a good look. So, yeah, guys. um, I guess that's the end of this first podcast. Um, Thanks for, you know, hanging out with me and bearing with me. And, uh, like I said, I'm not going to edit this. So, yeah. Godspeed. Um, if you want to hang out with me more and get to know me, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Gabrielle's. I'm assuming, like I said, if, you f- if you're listening to this, you probably that's probably where you found me. Um, <laughs> but I also have a pod- uh, no shit, Jordan. You're doing it. I also have a YouTube channel uh, where you can find me at Jordan Gabrielle. I talk about like lifestyle and fitness and like just kind of like life in general, kind of things like that make fun what I eat in a day videos, travel videos, things like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to be setting up an email for this so that y'all can maybe send in like, Ooh, I thought it'd be fun. Like send in like questions about your relationships or your friendships or any toxic things that you guys are going through. And we can talk about it and try to figure out how to work through them. That'd be fine. But at this current time, I do not have an email for the podcast. So Hang in there. Like I said, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. Don't leave me a review on iTunes yet because it's still a hot-ass mess. And yeah, guys, I will see you next Monday where we get to talk shit about a bunch of other shit. Okay. See you later. (laughs) Bye.